Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, you may remember that last year, George and I did some podcasts, which, well, podlets, I should say, after Wimbledon, which we did walking back from Wimbledon up to the station. Um, I don't have George anymore. I mean, you know, he's not dead or anything, he's just he's not a journalist anymore, and therefore doesn't have to do late nights every night for two weeks, but that's where I am, I'm just walking back as it happens, not from Wimbledon itself, from the station near my house, which I'm probably not going to say in case people start trying to hunt me down, uh, so I'll do the first half of the podlet on the walk back to the station, and then I might get settled and do the second half on mic and in slightly different quality. So if that really bothers you, then uh, you can listen to the second half uh, where I'll be just talking about what's happening tomorrow. Um, I wanted to talk about what will happen today, first of all. Novak Djokovic, as is traditional, the defending champion of the men's singles, opens play on centre court on Monday. Um, I was going to say he did so with a plomb, but I'm not sure he was, you know, at his very best. He pretty quickly went... A breakdown to Kwon Sun Wu, who I have to admit I, I didn't know a huge amount about. I know that they played on clay in Belgrade last year and Novak kind of um, thrashed him fairly soundly, to be quite honest. But, yeah, he showed real spirit. He showed good defensive skills. I think he quite enjoyed the pace coming onto the racket and, and kind of returning it with interest. And then... I actually think Djokovic worked that out pretty quickly and started to shape the ball a bit more, um, play the angles a little bit more, moved him around the court, rather than just trying to blow him off the baseline. Um, you know, Kwon was right up on the baseline in those early stages and, and, you know, got his rewards. Lost the first set, but he won the second. And, yeah, you know, as Kev Garside wrote in for the eye, maybe you couldn't have told who was the Grand Slam 20-time Grand Slam champion and who was the sort of relative novice for at least maybe the first hour or so. But then kind of Djokovic, he did step it up and he played pretty well. There's lots of talks about what his rece- the reception might be to him. 
I would describe it as a sort of 7 out of 10. Um, he said afterwards that he was pleasantly surprised by the reception the Wimbledon crowd gave him. He said they, they supported both players, they're very fair. Um, I just thought it wasn't, you know, I mean, Novak has never had what Roger has at Wimbledon to a certain extent, Rafa as well, in terms of the backing of the crowd, for, for any number of reasons, some of which we could talk about and some of which... I couldn't talk about because I couldn't even fathom the conspiracy theories that some people have come up with. But, you know, that's this is what it is. I don't think it's changed because of what's gone on over the last 12 months or so. I think it's largely the same. Um, it was just a little bit, you know, it was pleasant. As I say, 7 out of 10. Uh, but he is through to the second round. He's going to play Tanasi Kokinakis in the second round, which... <laughs> It's going to be a pretty good match. I hope, I hope Tanasi's still fit. He beat Kamil Matrak, the Polish player whose name I'm pretty sure I've just butchered in the first round. Um, you know, Tanasi's been through a huge amount and all the Australian journalists have a huge amount of respect for him. So it'll be really exciting to see um, him have a go at Djokovic. I mean, I, I think Djokovic will win, but it'll be great to see the stroke play that potentially um, Tanasi can put on show as I try and avoid getting run over by a very loud moped um, we then had Emma Adekanu make incredibly her debut on the centre court which still feels quite surreal to say Ah, now we're now going to go past very loud, I can't tell if it's a car alarm or it's a house alarm I'll probably edit some of that out because that is quite loud um, I was talking about Emma Adekanu's debut on centre court yeah it was yeah, she wasn't perfect. She, she, she's obviously not been fit. It was the longest time she spent on court in one go since the French Open. We found out afterwards because she went to Nottingham. I suppose she might have had a longer practice session before Nottingham, but certainly in a competitive match. Um, but she went to Nottingham. She got that side strain, last half an hour. And then she said she didn't really practice for two weeks. And then she's only been hitting for an hour a day. Uh, most, which we kind of knew because obviously she cancelled that practice session on Friday. Um, hard to characterise her performance, really. I've seen people say that, you know, she, she won and that's what you need to do in those matches. Look, Van Oetvang played pretty well at times, but for the most part, I think handed Emma a lot of points. You know, there's some some big games where Van Oetvang just chucked in four or five unforced errors in the space of six, seven points, and like. <laughs> You do that, and that's a very easy way to lose a match. She's got this big flat forehand, um, so it's not always flat, but she certainly can flatten it out. She's got a very good slice backhand. She often uses the slice on the forehand as well, and, and that's quite tricky, you know, for someone like Emma, who, uh, you know, I know she got to the fourth round of Wimbledon, but she actually hasn't played that much on grass, realistically. She's played a lot of hardcore tennis in her life, and as we know, she's not played much clay, and you know. She's a big ball hitter. She doesn't like the ball, you know, below her knees. And she did find that hard. And she adapted to an extent. She played a couple of really lovely drop shots. I think potentially her only winner in the first, like, seven games um, was a drop shot. Really perfectly executed one. But that does tell you a little bit about the quality. There were lots of unforced errors. It wasn't a brilliant watch. But she got through it. Um, her serve was broken twice, but... She got double the number of breaks on the Van Oetvang serve and that, that did the job for her. 6-4, 6-4, four, four, 
one hour 41 minutes it was and she got through and she was genuinely really buzzing um you know, i think actually she's someone who doesn't show a huge amount of emotion on court we saw that kind of contrast in the u.s open final between leila fernandez who you know sticks her arm up in the air and really brings the crowd with her whereas radicano is a little bit more internalized and kind of calm and then finally we had andy murray and his customary creating of a battle in the first round of Wimbledon. Doing it wrong, James Duckworth put himself about and made life difficult, but Murray did also make life difficult for himself at times. Um, I don't know how you can't enjoy watching Andy Murray at Wimbledon. It's kind of, it's kind of infectious. Much as it's stressful, you know, he's such a good player to watch in terms of his passion. And I think you could see from once he's shaking hands with the umpire and Duckworth, the, the huge roar he gave the crowd. You know, I was on the hill actually as it happened for a different perspective. And, you know, people really were like, it wasn't so much like a rah reaction. It was more like, oh, man, he really cares. And, you know, I think when people see that players care, they really connect with it because it's all you want from players. You just want to see that they care as much as their fans do. I'm nearly home. Uh, so in a minute, we'll start talking about what's going on tomorrow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, there are a few other bits and pieces from today that we should catch up on. I know I said we'd talk about tomorrow, but there are a few bits from the first day of action at Wimbledon which should be noticed. Carlos Alcaraz made it through a bit of a thriller with Jan Leonard Struff, trailed several times in the match, but came through in five. Um, I think we all kind of picked out Carlos Alcaraz as someone who we thought should do well on grass, but we didn't know if he would. Jan Leonard Struff are pretty tricky I mean, a really tricky um, opponent in the first round. <laughs> he said there was a turning point in the tiebreak. There was a passing shot. I just don't know how he hit it. That one, Carlos, I don't know. Um, that doesn't happen very often. That was just amazing, the passing shot. I think he did everything right in the point. 
covered line, covered cross court, but not this angle. So uh, he says, yeah, I actually watched his second round match against Albert Ramos in the French Open where he hit one like this down the line on break point in the fifth set breakdown. And I was just jumping out of the couch. I couldn't believe it. I was screaming to my girlfriend, did you see that? Did you see that? Um, clearly, Jan Lennestruf has a huge amount of respect for the player that he is. But he is through to the second round, Alcaraz. Uh, Ons Jabour cruised through as well. Kasper Ruz into the second round. He beat Albert Ramos-Vignolas. And Yannick Sinner knocked out Stan Wawrinka, who managed a set, but no more, and was pretty gutted about it. Um, in terms of shock exits, Hubert Hercatch is out. I mean, as if the men's draw needs any other grass court specialists or even close to specialists to go out. Hubert Hercash was beaten by Alejandro Davidic Fakina. Um, ADF hit a tweener on match point in the third set of 40 love up. He then lost the game. It then started raining at 5 all in the third. He then lost his head. Hercash came back, even led us by a break in the final set and had a mini break in the final set tie break. And yet, he was beaten. Um, quite remarkable, really, but Spaniard is through and Kirkatch is out. Uh, Beatrice had Meyer as well, someone who we thought had huge amounts of potential on the grass. Uh, she lose, lost to Kaya Juvan. Again, no great shame in that. She is someone who lots of people have said could do well on this surface and, and has a few good results. She made the third round here last year, but you know, Hadad Meyer had shown enough to make us think that she would do something in Wimbledon, but then that is what happens at Grand Slams. People produce their best tennis. Uh, in terms of the Brits, Cam Norrie eased through past Pablo Andujar. Um, Lily Miyazaki picked up a set but eventually lost to Bad Homburg champion Caroline Garcia. And Jody Burridge is out in straight sets to Lesia Tsurenko. Um, a couple of Brits in been pushed to tomorrow. Uh, Heather Watson into a third set against Tamara Korpach. Uh, Jay Clark is down two sets to Christian Harrison. Ryan Penson didn't even get on court today because of the rain. Uh, so plenty hanging over. Um, another pretty big news line is that Marin Cilic has withdrawn from the draw entirely. He was due to play on Tuesday, but he has got COVID. And so therefore he is out. As I said about her catch, the men's draw already didn't have many great players on grass. And now they've lost another one. So things going pretty badly there. And you'd think really... It's anyone's mat, anyone's tournament. But aside from Djokovic and Nadal, there are lots of guys out there who should be looking at this draw now, and I suppose Berrettini being the other one. But anyone else should think semi-finals are here for the taking. And once you get to the semi-finals, why not? Quite frankly, lots of players out there who should think that this is entirely possible. Heck, even Kaspar Ruud. Who knows? Maybe he can learn to play on grass. Um, Incidentally, Kasparu is one of the players involved in uh, match point tennis championships. You can play as Kasparu on grass. Maybe you can turn him into something of a grass court expert on match point tennis championships. It's a brilliant tennis sim game that I have genuinely played and genuinely enjoyed. It's out on the 7th of July, so you can pre-order it uh, at game right now. Uh, it's out on PC, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox consoles as well. I think it's going to be on Xbox Game Pass from the very first day. Um, it really is an immersive tennis sim experience. You can create your own pro and build them up from the bottom level, play sort of challenger-style tournaments, get into tour tournaments and grand slams. Um, it's a huge amount of fun. 
it's pretty intuitive. Um, I also found that if you know your tennis, you'll find it easier. Like if you understand a little bit about tennis tactics, if you've been listening to Calvin, for example, then I think you've got a pretty good chance of doing well and uh, taking it up. And also, you can play online. So once the game's out widely, maybe we can uh, we can meet up online and uh, and have a game. I'd be uh, more than happy if anyone wants to take me on. I don't think I'm best, but I think I'm definitely improving. So that is Match Point Tennis Championships. Uh, spinning your way on the 7th of July. Time to put your tennis skills to the test in the brand new Tennis Simulator title. Pre-order now from Game. Let's look ahead to uh, Tuesday's action. Uh, loads going on day two, even more than usual because of the rain. About 12 matches, I think, have been pushed over, um, either in their entirety or with sets to complete. Uh, the headlines are that Iga Shontek, Rafa Nadal and Serena Williams will all play on centre court. The number one court, frankly, is pretty tasty as well. In particular, I know George will want me to mention Simona Halep against Karolina Makova. Uh, I know he is a huge fan of Karolina Makova, and I think it'll be a really good match. I don't necessarily think Makova will win. Uh, I think George probably would back her. But Simona Halep has played some good tennis. She clearly really believes in herself at the moment, irrespective of what you think of Patrick Ritoglu. He's got her believing in herself, and, and that's as important as anything else. But this is going to be a real test. You know, Caroline McCover is a serious player. Lots of people look at Simona Halep's achievements and think there's absolutely no reason why McCover couldn't be of that level at some point. Um, she's obviously had a lot of injuries. I know she had a lot of injuries as a junior, and um, she struggled with injuries earlier this year as well. But I think... You know, she's been quarterfinals here twice before, twice in a row. You wouldn't necessarily consider grass her best surface, but she's played very well on it, so there's no reason why she can't again. And I think it's probably the worst possible first-round draw for, for Simona Halep, really, given that she is seeded and 16th seeded, so should be reasonably well-protected in the draw. Um, we've also got Stefan Tsitsipas up against Alexander Richard. Fully expect the Mallorca champion to come through that with relative ease. Matteo Berrettini against Christian Garin. I mean, I know Garin is not someone that we'd automatically associate with with the grass. He's obviously someone who plays a lot of clay court tennis, and I actually watched him up against Andre Rublev at Roland Garros, and you could see why he's such a handful on clay. But he also made the fourth round here last year. You know, kind of proof that, and Calvin said this earlier this week, these courts in Wimbledon are not like other grass courts. They're not as quick. They are relatively slow. And yeah, he had a good draw. Um, I think he beat a couple of clay quarters or something ahead, maybe Martinez and someone... Oh, I couldn't tell you the other one was. But I don't think he's to be underestimated. And, you know, if he can get hold of Berrettini's serve on any level... And Berrettini does have off-serving days. They do happen. It's just that even his off-serving days are pretty massive, so... Uh, it's not easy to, to get your way through. Um, Nick Kyrgios is up against Paul Jubb. That that looks like an absolute belter. I think it's going to be about quarter past 12 UK time. It's on number three court, which if anyone knows Wimbledon well, is, is well, or knows me well, it's my favourite court. It's quite intimate. It is a stadium court, but a small stadium. I know Kyrgios loves it as well. I'm pretty sure it's his favourite court. Uh, I don't know if Paul Jubb can do anything to him, but Kyrgios is always worth watching, so... Uh, certainly worth that one. 
Coco Goff is playing tomorrow as well. She starts her campaign in my fantasy team. She's up against uh, Elena Gabriela Ruza. You'd expect her to come through that relatively easily. Dan Evans playing as well. He's last on number two, so you'll probably see him around tea time in the UK, maybe around five o'clock. And then the upset of the day that I've picked in my sort of daily preview is Felix Auger Aliasim up against Maxime Cressy. Now, everyone says Felix should be great on grass. And sure, I'm willing to believe that he will be. He's got all the, the pieces there, and he obviously made the quarterfinals, what was it, last year. But he has a track record of producing a few stinkers at Grand Slams, albeit that I think he's working that out of his system. You know, he's made at least quarterfinals in three of the last four Grand Slams. But there also have been moments when you kind of question his bottle a little bit. And I think coming up against someone like Maxime Cressy, who he's got a massive serve, he's a serve and volley fundamentalist, he's in good form as well, got to the final last week. I think coming up against someone like that, who's so different, really test your mettle, especially in the first round. You know, when you've still got a bit of ring rust, and someone like Cressy, you know, who's going to give you target practice, I think you've got to be razor sharp. You're not going to get big, long rallies to find your rhythm. You're going to get very limited opportunities, to, if you're not already in rhythm, to find it. So I think that's a bit of a nightmare draw for Orgerale, seem to it to a certain extent. And I'd be interested to see if he comes through it, all credit to him. I think, you know, I think he would we'd look at it on paper and go, well, you know, he's well outranked him in the world. He's number six seed. He should be cruising through first round. But I think you should probably give him a bit more credit for that if he does indeed come through with a victory. Uh, loads of Brits in action tomorrow as well. Jack Draper up against Zizou Bergs, the Belgian wildcard. I'd love it if you read my interview with Zizou Bergs. He's a really interesting guy. Um, a very mature guy, he talks really well, uh, and yeah, I, I just like you to read it because I think he's someone who deserves your attention. Evans, as I say, Paul Job as well, Katie Swan, Katie Bolter, Harriet Dar, Alistair Gray, Liam Brody, all in action tomorrow, so loads of British interest. Um, as always, I like to try and talk about behind the scenes at Wimbledon and what it's like, you know, what's going on. Um, I think one of the big things that I felt today is the sort of contrast between day one, day zero of the championships, if you like, which is Sunday before the last day before the gates are open to the public, and day one. Because on day zero, people just walk around the grounds. You know, I saw Rafa Nadal walking up one of the walkways on his own. I don't know if I've ever seen Rafa Nadal on his own. Um, you obviously get none of that on day one. And obviously it's great. You know, that's why tennis exists, is so that you, the punters, can come in. But it just changes the whole timbre of the grounds. Um, I also had a lovely opportunity to stay through a contact on the ground staff. Um, we were just chatting about this and that and, you know, the, the developments that's going on over the road on the golf course and how long that's going to take and what it might look like. And he mentioned the centre court had a bit of a facelift. And I said, oh, yeah, tell me more about that. And he said, well, this bit's moved. And, oh, just come and see. And it was about 20 minutes before Djokovic was due on court. And we just went through this door, round a corner, and all of a sudden there we were, you know, right in front of the scoreboard, a metre away from the hallowed turf. And it was just, uh, it was an amazing little experience. And just me and my mate Mikey, who also works for the iNewspaper, um, standing there chatting away and 
just kind of soaking it in a little bit. I do sometimes get a bit jaded with this job and not appreciate the amazing opportunities we get, but uh, I felt like I appreciated that. So um, I hope that's uh, an interesting little insight um, or it's just me bragging about how nice my day was. It wasn't that nice. It's currently one in the morning and I've been working since 10 o'clock. So um, it's been quite a long day. Uh, I will catch you all tomorrow. Hopefully I'll have Calvin with me. I'm also hoping to speak to the one and only, or two and only, I suppose, Patton and Cash tomorrow, so you might be able to hear a little bit from them as well. Uh, do keep watching, do keep listening, do keep leaving us ratings and review, and I will speak to you all tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.